I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Hello and welcome to Two in the Think Tank, the show where we come up with five sketch ideas. I'm Andy. And I'm just a lover of comedy. And I'm happy to be here. Hello. Um, Alistair, you know, episode 232. Oh, no. You know, the... <laughs> you you forgot to get a pad to write down the ideas on, and you also yeah. haven't organised the three words from the list. Is yeah. that right, Alistair? That's right. But it doesn't matter. I I have I have um, <laughs> pens and paper within arm's length of where I am because you know I'd, I've I'd, been locked in my room for a few days because I've, I had developed a cough and we weren't sure, and so I got a test, and we're just waiting for it to come back. Yeah, and. As far as I'm aware, you can catch coronavirus over the airwaves. Is that right? Or only yeah, if your phone well, is, you're listening I to it on your phone via 5G? You know what I think it is? I think it's because I've been on social media so much mm. and so many people have been giving me thumbs up. Yeah. That that I've been catching it off their greasy mitts. All that all that finger action you've been getting. Yeah. Yeah, they, ne- they need to develop a um, an elbow up. One mm-hmm. el- one a- if if there isn't an elbow bump emoji already, what an absolute missed missed marketing coup for whoever it is that does the emojis. Absolutely, I imagine there's so much money in emojis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is what is the business model behind emojis? Who's in charge of them? And whenever they get to be new ones released, you know how they're like, you know, when you're working on say some sort of light news program. And you're constantly trawling bullshit websites to find some sort of new comedy news event that doesn't involve a child dying. And you know, Alastair, that so Mm -hmm. often you'll find something that's hilarious, but you can't use it because it somehow involves a child dying. But then occasionally Mm -hmm. you'll come across an emoji story about a new emoji. And sometimes that emoji Mm. isn't a dying child emoji. And that's when you know you've got yourselves a 30-second chat break at the end of a news headline read and you take the bloody rest of the hour off and just, you know, filter messages in the Facebook inbox because emoji content is harmless. It's harmless. it is, and it's big. It's big business for the graphic designer who got paid fifty bucks to make one up. Mm. <laughs> yeah. But but I, but what is what is the business model? What is the business model behind most stuff on your phone? Is it all just by getting our data and then selling that somehow? Like, is every app that you get for free just just getting your your data, just getting your location and sending it to the Kremlin. Sell, I think someone just, some of them just sell ad views. But, but the ads are all for garbage. They're all for just weird, weird stuff that you'd never who, like. Has anyone ever clicked on an ad in a in a game well, I, in the calculator I app? Have, I never have on purpose, but I think they're not they're not paying per click. I think some a lot of the time they're paying per view. And it's just getting those eyeballs. Getting eyeballs, you know, and it's not a lot. They're probably paying a quarter of a cent or half a mm. cent, but over time that adds up, you know. Mm. Yeah. At the end of the week, you might have six cents. Yeah, yeah, sure. And if you, you get that from uh, every continent, six cents from every continent. That's, um, 36, that's 36 cents. That's 30, 36 cents. Multiplied and by the number of weeks in your life. Mm-hmm. 
That's mm-hmm. fifteen dollars. Um. So is any of this is He's a he's a okay. He's a uh, emoji prodigy. Yeah. Right. Um. From Fiji. Mm. Fiji emoji prodigy. Yeah, yeah. Who? Something is, about a squeegee. Um, whose dad ran a squeegee. Yeah. And he is dying. Really? Oh young. no! We're not going to be able to do this story on uh, on the light oh. news program because the yeah, child no. is dying. <laughs> but, and that's that's why that's why his. His emoji thing isn't going to bring in a lot of money because of the amount of weeks in his life are so. Look, this is not a sketch idea, Andy. I would almost push towards starting again. Absolutely, we are not starting again, Alistair. This is one of what, the best episodes you? of Two in the Think Tank that we've ever had. Wow. I d- <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's going well, Alistair. I think it's going Great. well. Um, I uh, I'm interested to know. And if you mm. don't think anything that we've come up with thus far is a sketch idea, then that's absolutely fine. I think but maybe the idea with the the emojis, because it kind of does seem pretty random when they come up. Mm. It could just be that they have a computer that gives gives us one that just, they let it decide. Mm. And it just gives us a new emoji when it thinks we need one. Wow. Do you it's think just it's... Getting, it's just keeping an eye on society. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then occasionally it goes, you know what, I think it needs... It needs all the the hands in the right, you know, in yeah. all the skin tones. Yeah. Well, I, so maybe it can somehow detect from like the state of online discourse or something when we're getting close to a thermonuclear war, and mm-hmm. then it just releases a new emoji, one that's either, you know, exciting enough or weird enough that it'll at least just distract us. You know. That's right. It only has one lever that it can pull. Lo- you know, yes. That's the that's the emoji <laughs> lever. But it, and it's crazy because you don't often see computers with a lever. No, that they can pull. <laughs> yeah, but it's actually a computer that also has its, it has a robotic arm and it can pull mm. on the lever. Yeah, and, and when it pulls on the lever, what happens? It activates the software in the computer <laughs> that, that creates a new emoji based on but, how the world is going. But then what... what Tells it to pull what the could, lever. What kind of, is no, it? That's that's a different bit of software. Oh, it's a this is this is quite a probably quite a good design actually, because it yeah. it's, it allows it it has total um, uh, electronic um, separation between like the two halves of its brain. One, mm-hmm. the half of the brain that tells it that there's about to be a thermonuclear war, right? Mm-hmm. And all that all that half of the brain knows is that there's about to be a thermonuclear war and that when mm-hmm. there's about to be a thermonuclear war, it has to pull a lever. It doesn't know what the lever does. For, for As far as that half of the brain knows, it could be launching more nuclear weapons. It could That's be right. a retaliation machine. But It will find out. It will find out in time, yeah. Indeed. Continuing to watch the world. But what it... But, but what the other half of the, ro- the, the computer does is develop new emojis. And That's right. It's a beautiful fusion of the uh, the oh that could have been a coronavirus cough that the uh, the listeners just heard there. Yeah, that could well, be a chance. It could be a death rattle, Alistair. Yeah. <laughs> well, once I hit day seven, anyway. Um, sorry, sorry. Do, is this bad taste for me to oh, it's, laugh? It's okay, Andy. Yeah. It's okay. Oh, good. Um, but uh, I think also what what the lever a lot you mm. know gives us is. What you know to, because they've given this thing AI and yeah. the ability to watch the world and make decisions, right? So even though the the only decision it can make is whether or not to pull the lever, right? But what if at one point this AI goes crazy with its power, mm. and we realize that it's become you know self serving and blah blah blah, and it's pulling the lever nonstop for whatever reason? Then you can just move the lever outside <laughs> yeah. of the range. Of the robotic arm, and that's yep. that's your safety. Yeah, yeah. Or you grease up its its lever pulling arm, or something like that. So it's it's little computer fingers can't get a good grip on it. They keep slipping yeah. off. That's right. Just really put some some chips chips grease on it on its mm. claw. It's, it's interesting that chips 
like even chips in a bag, crisps. You may know them as some listeners. No, I don't know them as that. They still they seem very dry to me. Seem like a super dry thing, and yet mm-hmm. they are. They get that layer of oil. They still must have like actual just liquid oil in there somehow that gets oh, under yeah. your fingers and greases up your mobile phone screen, etc. Oh yeah, it's, they're covered in oil. They mm. would they would be deep fried, wouldn't they? Mm. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. But I always assumed that the oil does its business, does its frying, and then leaves. But it doesn't. Does sure, it? it sticks around. No, I mean, they would be constantly topping up that oil, mm. going to that big vat mm. like that. Guys, like, oh, it's like you know, and he he can just picture it as he's topping it up. He can just see it on people's fingers, and they're wiping it on their shirts and on their pants. And he goes, "That's my oil. That's my oil. You got like that, and it's you and the bloody crisps. You're stealing my oil, and you're wasting it." So, <laughs> so this guy who works at a crisp factory, making yeah. crisps by boiling them in oil. Is also mm-hmm. very possessive of his oil and very well, resentful. It's his oil. That's his job. And and every time, every time they take oil out of his out mm. of his vat, they he has to go and top it up. So that's making more work for him. Yeah, which you're I right. guess it, you know after twenty five years in the business, it's probably just the same amount of oil. But um, you know he's realized it's quite a constant amount of oil, and he probably could get a computer to do, mm. or you know they could just release oil at a certain mm. you know a regular rate. But he's a perfectionist like that, yep. right? That's the problem. Um, and so maybe he develops a new product that goes into the uh, chip bag. Maybe mm-hmm. like it's something you know. It's it's very it look. It could be a moon cup. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's just a little like a little shot glass. Maybe not, not rubbery. Maybe a bit harder than a moon cup. You know. Yeah. And and it's just something that you can rub all your fingers on. Mm. You know, rub all your fingers on, and then just like just right on the edge of it. Just have scrape the grease off so it slides mm. down to the bottom of this cup. Okay, like that, and, and the, it's a self ad, <laughs> it's a self adhesive cup that's already pre stamped, the postage paid. Yeah, and then after let's say ten bags of chips, you can just send it, and he'll just take it and he'll pour it back into the vat. Oh, I love that. That makes me feel yeah. really good thinking about that, <laughs> about all the finger grease. It's being yeah. scraped down. This could be the next thing after the coffee pods, you know? Because now that they've got that system where you can mail back your little coffee pods. Oh, really? You know those plastic ones that aren't recycled? Oh, I know, I know the coffee yeah. pods. I just didn't know that you could send them back. Yeah, yeah, you get a bag and you send them back and they do something with them, probably chuck them in a river or something like that. <laughs> um <laughs> Hit a hit a you know hit an eagle with them or something. Yeah, <laughs> but ah, not that one. It's not endangered enough. But then, this one. But this is with the with the with the finger grease, and I reckon there'd be a, a tidy little um little kickback for him as well back at the back at his end because he's not just getting the chip grease back. He's getting a little bit of that just that general finger oil that you've already mm, got there, and that's, that's all right. profit for him. That's all and profit. He's probably. He's probably getting oil from some other chip packets as well. Mm. So they're actually making a profit on this, yeah. as long as they're not losing too much on the cups. <laughs> or the co- or the postage. <laughs> on the postage. <laughs> <laughs> but if you have if you have a chip factory in every in every suburb, yes, people can just walk by and drop off their cup. That's nice. <laughs> yeah. It's, it keeps it local, and then you and so know, think, then you at least know whose finger juices. Are boiling the chips mm. that you're eating? It's it's locals. Yeah. It's local finger juice, not some gr- horrible greasy foreign fingers. Although greasy foreign fingers would probably be be well, good. The best you know. kind. Those other yeah. greasy countries. <laughs> yeah, and they'd give and the go, best. Oh yeah, you want you want the mm. greasiest of people to do <laughs> when it comes to this. And I think having a chip. A chip factory in every town. Mm. I think that's that's perfect for sort of like a post-corona economy, where we're kind of going to be a bit bit less international. Yeah, you know, we're not going to be making all our chips in China like we do now. No, right? You know, we'll, we'll bring them, we'll bring chip manufacturing back home. Yeah, you know, and and it'll be a local thing. It'll be a thing, and we'll and they'll sponsor our our soccer teams and. Mm. 
um, and they'll Finally. get all our grease. And then maybe we could give them other types of grease that we have. And and finally, and and the great thing about this being a, a corona, new corona thing is that we will be all essentially licking each other's fingers all the time. But it's been boiled. It's been yeah. boiled. The oil's been yeah, and boiled. It's not, and it's not boiling water boiled. This is boiling oil boiled. Mm, boil, boil oil. Oil boiled. Boiled. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, Alistair, I think that's a sketch idea. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, can I mention something else that occurred to me while we were talking a while ago? If you're happy mm-hmm. to move on, um, which is uh, we all know what that people often decide to secede and become a new country, mm-hmm. but I'm interested in what would be involved in becoming a new continent because I see. Europe and Asia are joined together by land, which is a... Yeah. You know, uh, to me, breaks the rules, the f- the only rule of being a continent. But if you're allowed yeah. to do that, if you can be two different continents and you're joined together by land, and, you know, a big yeah. bit of land as well, not like not like a little bit of land like with Africa or with North and South America. Like that's well, just, it's just all thick land. That's like torso. You know, well, it would certainly make there. it easier. It would certainly make it easier if you could sort of break off your bit from the tectonic plate. Mm. Mm. You know, so maybe Correct. like if you if you could sort of like dynamite up a, an, an area around your bit of land. Yep. But dynamite it down real low, mm. right? And you could prove that your bit is separate by blasting it and that your bit kind of slowly sinks yeah you know, like into into the sort of the the mantle of the earth yeah so yeah I think people would be like you know what you can have it <laughs> you know and that way it'll avoid conflict yeah you'll have a good right? negotiating position but what you've maybe done is like maybe created a floor so that maybe you go yeah 100 meters down mm. <laughs> right and and so you still got sunlight, and then you're 100 meters down. You can still build some really tall buildings. You can still have a pretty good continent. So you've sort of turned into like a bowl almost. Is that right? Like you? I ha- think it's ha- a sharp. I think it's a sharper drop than that. You know, I think it's more like a big well. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, I don't that, know. that's <laughs> that's good. You've taken it down down a notch. I think that maybe the way to do it. You know, because the Earth is basically an egg, yeah. and I think that if we did want to like crack the crust of the Earth like that, the thing to do would be to find some kind of space bowl, and and tap the Earth on the edge of that. Oh yeah, and get that little little. I guess we could carve we could carve out one of the moons in our solar system, mm. and mm. kind of get get the edge relatively rounded off there. Kind of. I think it would nice have to be thin. a bigger. A bigger planet than us. Okay. To get could be one of the moons of Jupiter that's probably bigger than us. Is do you think? That, do you think that that's the case? Do you think that Jupiter has moons that are bigger than the Earth? I don't Surely know. we'd know about that. Surely well, that would be in the news every day if that was the case. Well, one of the moons of Jupiter is still bigger than Earth. <laughs> Um, um, look, I don't well, know if this this, this Andy, new no, continent no, thing is a Andy. I've got wait. I've got an idea. Yeah, tell me. Um, the there's also the possibility that I mean, if you look at sort of let's say Europe and Asia. Mm. Um, okay, wait. Just letting you know that Gan Ganymede, Ganymede, Jupiter's moon, Ganymede, is the largest, eh? Ganymede. Ganymede, that doesn't feel like that's how that would be pronounced. There's a, there's a chance. There, is if, there? If, there's a chance, is there? You're giving me a there's chance. There's a chance, but but if it's like Latin or 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 Greek, Ganymede feels like that would be closer to how they would say it. Yeah, but, okay. Well, it's really interesting that this is about anyway, what it feels Andy, like You've got such you. a great track track record of, of naming uh, Jupiter's planets. <laughs> um, anyway, there's nobody, nobody from the podcast knows this already, but um, anyway... Forget it. Um, 
larger than Mercury and Pluto and only slightly smaller than Mars. So not hmm. bigger than Earth. <laughs> but well, I was, I was it's the largest satellite in the solar system. But I think that's pretty good. Only slightly smaller than Mars. That's, yeah. that's sizable. Mm. That's impressive. I think if we were looking for a planet to to bring closer to Earth so that we could just kind of use up its resources and stuff like that. Mm, suck it dry. Looking, just drain yeah. it. Um, yeah. Which I was thinking could be another a project of of the engineers. Yeah, the magma guys. Um, Ganymede, maybe, or Ganymede. Mm, one or the um, other. Eh, one or the other. Mm. And, uh, you know, I think that would be a good idea. Anyway, okay, so the other continent idea that we could take is that if you look at Europe and Asia, uh, mm. the continents, not the bands, um, <laughs> the one other thing that kind of makes them different, and I'm not sure if this is why they're considered uh, different continents, is I reckon it might partially be because people look different. Mm. Yeah. Do you think? I mean, I, I reckon they made those continents, they named those continents ages ago. Mm-hmm. And that might be the kind of thing that they would base continent distribution on. On what, and on, so on what people look like. That people look different, therefore it's not even the same continent. Mm. Yeah, you're right. So a way yeah. to get a, a fresh continent, you're thinking, is that we could all change what we look like. That's right. But it has mm. to be consistent. Mm. Um, or the people, in the, the people in the west of it can look different to the people in the east, but overall they all have to look different to the people in the continent you're separating from. Yeah, yeah, radically different, right? You and don't later, want there to be and, any yeah. ambiguity. And later on, obviously, there can be mixing. Yep. You can your people can mix in with everybody, and the other people can mix in with this your new continent. Mm. I'm just saying, at the beginning, it's going to be crude like this. I can tell you what would be pretty good for avoiding mixing if you wanted mm. that, and if and I think maybe this is an idea that w- the white supremacists could get on board with mm. is that if they're worried about um, preserving the purity of the white race, they could yeah. all just cut their noses off, right? See, that's good, and. I think that it'd have because um, I don't think you really need your nose, right? But if you did cut your nose off, yeah. it would reduce the chances of anybody wanting to dilute your DNA. You know? Yeah. Well, the, yeah. I think you're right. I think they wouldn't yeah, dilute it. Yeah. <laughs> um, gosh, and I think you're right. It's a real, um, you know. You know what it would make, I th- and I think it would make. For them, you know, not that we're trying to find advantages, but so so you're saying that the new continent that you want to create is sort of like a, a place for a white for the white race to go. <laughs> <laughs> so, that, well, well, no. What I want, think they should have a land for themselves. Maybe is, <laughs> I mean, I'm not sure how I feel about a place. I don't think that the white race needs its own place, but I also wouldn't be too upset if the people who do think the white, that the white race needs its own place all went away, you know? Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. like and an island or something. one way for that to happen is for them all to have their own place. Um, yeah, that's true. And uh, I probably wouldn't go, especially if they had no noses. But yeah. <clears throat> anyway. What, just, if, what if somebody cut just off an your idea. nose and then they sent you there? Yeah, see that would be rough. Somebody in the night, some somebody in the night comes to your comes to your thing, comes to your house, mm-hmm. and cuts off your nose in the night. Like yeah, there's a struggle, obviously. Everyone's gonna think I'm a white supremacist. Yeah, everything's gonna think you're a white supremacist, <laughs> and then they're gonna you're gonna be, you know, sent out there, and then you're gonna have to go live there, and then mm. you're probably you're probably gonna want your family to come, and so then they. They're gonna all have to get their noses cut off. Do you think? Do you think you'd abandon your family then? In that case, or do you think you'd let them be? Or do you think you'd make them come? I think I'd probably, um, I'd probably cut them loose. I'd probably give them their freedom and say, "Look, cut them, or just their noses loose." Just their noses. I'd take their noses with me to the island, and I would leave them behind. No, um, I, 
I would I would give my family. I would say no. I don't want you to come, and I want you to keep your noses and forget about me, and my hideous yeah. hideous face. <laughs> you know what would be the one benefit of the no noses thing? Mm. You could have straight on, face to face, no interruption kissing. Yeah, yeah, you're absolutely yeah. right. But yeah. then you could also you'd get a much better <laughs> whiff of what's in. What the scent of somebody's sinus cavity is like. Yeah, you'd well kissing you'd also then like it wouldn't just be mouth to mouth. It would be exposed facial nose hole to exposed facial yeah. nose hole. Breathing in and out, circular breathing through mm. one another's <laughs> keeping it all in there one to one. And I think the white supremacists would like that. Yeah, um, that's true. So, but do you think anyway. they would use the opportunity to, of circular breathing to play the didgeridoo? Uh, <laughs> I doubt it. I doubt it. Sort of, <laughs> Given their other oh. philosophies, I think that seems unlikely to me. You know what else this had introduced? And this is going to sound. This is going to be horrible, Alastair. Mm-hmm. Is a new kind of sixty nining. A new little oh micro 69 where well, you have your tongue in their nostril holes. Of course, yeah. <laughs> they have. Uh, wait, oh, so it's a, it's a, it's a, a it's head, a head only 69. It's a full head, yeah, just head yeah. to head 69. Um, wow, yeah. Yeah? That's cool. I mean, that could have happened with Spider-Man. And, uh, <laughs> Mary Jane when he was upside down. Like you know what? That is the exact imagery that came to my mind as well when I mentioned that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that'd be hot. I think uh, yeah. on the, if this island ever introduced anything, their I own po- version of Spider-Man, if they ever developed their own white supremacist Spider-Man on this island and what? made a movie of it. White supremacist Spider-Man. That's what we can't be... come up with any original ideas. We just have to do white supremacist versions. Well, again, I'm, I'm not convinced that original ideas are exactly uh, high on their list of priorities sure. the, in that, I mean, in I that think... group. Oh, we're, oh no, we're very really... open-minded. We're very progressive. But we are white supremacists. Yes. Anyway. Well, you know, but, but you know, we, but, yep, all right. No, well, look, I, I, I didn't put a lot of thought into what I had to say because I don't like to put a lot of thought into things. Um, just I'm a white supremacist, that's it. <laughs> I mean, now that, now that I, to be honest, now that we have our own continent, I feel like I've achieved everything that I've ever wanted. Mm. Yes, it is 100, 100 metres down, but... Getting... Getting... Um, Getting my own place and uh, obviously getting my nose cut off. That was my second dream. <laughs> Although I could head only 69. Much better than mm. regular 69ing. You're less busy. <laughs> you know? It's, um, with this one, this one you feel like you can stop any time because there's nothing that you're trying to achieve. What you know? n- nice, what do you people like about the 69ing? They like the sort of inverse, inverted look of it. They like the yes. the yin yang element. Obviously, not something that mm-hmm. we would we like. Whatever the whatever the white version of yin yang is, that's what we like. But yep. it has that yep, pleasing yep. form. Yes, and uh, that's right. The lock in thing. Yes, kind of makes your head look a bit like a keyhole. <laughs> um. Anyway, that's enough or about an exclamation point. White supremacists, I suppose. Yeah, I've written it down. New continent, no nose. Yeah, no nose. It's a real no nose. White supremacist. Yeah, land. thanks. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been thinking of starting a tweet. At, uh, uh, you know, uh, I've been doing a lot of Twitter recently, Alistair. Have, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've been flirting been with yeah. just, just. Pointless stuff to get engagement, right? That yeah. you know that that'll just get people following me or retweeting me or whatever. And I don't care if it's good or funny or original or anything like that. I just I just want the engagement now. That's all I need, just the hit of that. But I was thinking one about where people tweet pictures of how they of like their spice rack. Do you think pe- feels like the kind of bullshit people would get on board with, right? Just, oh, absolutely. You know, tweet a picture they of your love spice rack stuff like that. Yeah. 
And everyone, everyone would do it. And there'd be like some people who've got it really organized. And they'd be like, I guess I'm a little bit of a, uh, a spice organized freak. And then there'd be yeah. other people who'd have messy ones. And everyone would tweet at them being like, oh, how do you live like that? You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. What about like take a photo of how long your, your gross toenails are? <laughs> how long have you left it? Like that. Do you think that's one? Yeah. What about one where like go to your plug hole in your bathroom? and pull yeah. out the glob of hair <laughs> and tweet us yeah. a picture of that and just see yeah. or like even make a video well, take a photo take take a of shit you on pulling the patio. it out what's that yeah i what said take a shit on the patio and take a photo <laughs> <of it>. <laughs> <laughs> what about what about pull the globule out of your out of your bath hole and then film you putting that in your mouth. What about that? Yes. Just lowering it down into your, into your gut. Lowering it down. Mm. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Mm. So how about um, that scene from Bad Boys, right? Where, uh, where Mike, Mike, Mike Lawrence, no way, Martin Lawrence is pretending to be, he's got uh, Tia Leone with him. She's yeah. in... She's in uh, <laughs> witness protection. But Martin Lawrence, is, for some reason, is pretending to be Mike Lowry. <laughs> Mike right? Lowry, yeah. That's right. He says, I'm Mike Lowry. Like that, right? He's walking around. He, he's talking. And, he, and instead of, there's a point where he goes to the bed and he goes, oh, yeah, that's the bed. You feel all the lumps in the bed? That's from all that. Like that, right? And that's him. But it's that, right? Yeah. And it's. But it's now Martin Lawrence and Tia Leone, but with a clump of hair that they've pulled out of the drain. Yeah. And he's yeah. like, feel the lumps, feel the lumps in that. Mm. That's from all that. And then he, he pretend he air humps a little bit. <laughs> Is that a sketch? <laughs> um. No, it's not, is it? No, no, but I, th- I feel like there is something in this clump, in this, in this, in yeah. this clump. It, it, it to me is, is, is like the closest thing to something from a nightmare yeah. that we, we spend the, the closest amount of time to. Like we stand there over that yeah. thing, I naked an and exposed. And, Absolutely. And if anything, in the in the entire house were to be the embodiment of uh, some kind of a like a, a, an evil death spirit, it would probably be that clump. Oh, I and, think also I think drains is also where like superbugs live. Mm, mm. Like I think I remember hearing that like all the you know all the hospitals they just have superbugs living in their drains, but there's nothing you know nothing they can do. Anyway, so. Yeah. What about this? You get that clump and you got to take the nicest photo you can of you and your clump. <laughs> and the more hideous the clump and the better the photo. The better the photo. The yeah. I think that's I think that could be something else there. Yeah. 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 What, like you you could arrange it, you could you could lay it out on a on a on a little chair or something like that. Sculpt, or sculpt it. Sculpt, sculpt it. So it get it... some little rose petals or something like that. And it'd be called, um, make, the, the, the hashtag would be um, pimp your clump. And pimp your clump. <laughs> yep. You got to make that clump look good. I think pimp, pimp my clump. Mm. Um. Because you know that's the that's the problem with the whole pimp my ride. Um, Is that concept. cars already look quite nice? Cars already look good, and it's a it's a it's an it's a good blank slate. You know, whatever car you bring in, you know, you put enough flat screen TVs in it, 
it's going to look good, you know? Yeah, no, I hear you. Yeah, you can cover the seats bad, flat screen TVs. Bad the, bad the car is. You keep cramming flat screen TV after flat uh-huh. screen TV into that car. Eventually, yep. you got yourself a real pimp mobile. If but, you got a big, if you got a big stain or something like that, sure, just put a CRT screen on it. Mm-hmm. Old school. This clump. Yeah. Well. Yeah. No. This. You can't even you can't even mount a single flat screen TV on it. <laughs> There's no structural integrity. I guess you could you could sort of put beads. You could braid it and put beads over it. I suppose you could. You could. Um, you could. I think if you if you took it to a skilled enough um, hairdresser, craft artist. Mm. Well, that that could be a. Um, that could be a reality TV show, I think, where we get, you know, the best hairdressers in the world, your Tony and guys, mm. you know, your um, other ones. And um, and we see. give them, you know, we get an egg, you know, and we pull out that what clump about, and we plonk it on top of the egg. And what then about we, that guy from Queer Eye? Yeah, we plonk it on top of him, right? Yeah. And then we <laughs> we give them some clippers, some nail scissors yeah. and half an hour. And we say just a little bit off the top. <laughs> yeah. We see what they come up with. Yeah. I think if the, if they got if they gave the clump a full makeover. Mm. <laughs> not just the hair, because there's other things in there too. <laughs> you know, like the the fashion guy works works the, the lint, the lint balls. Mm. Yep. Um, the cooking I mean, guy. I, I know this is. Que- I know this is just. <laughs> this is not. I know this is turning into queer eye for the clump. But, <laughs> 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 but give the clump. Make it. Make, make like everybody is so disgusted by it. Make it okay to be in society, so that you could have it in a nice part of your house. Yeah. You're right. Not <clears throat> d- hanging down the bottom of the drain. Having like, a dinner with you. <laughs> in the middle of the dining table. Yeah. Yeah. At least sitting at one of the chairs. Are you... My thought, my, my thought is heading towards make make a sun out of your clump. But, yeah. yeah. Yeah, of course. You know, but, you know a lot of the silly. time you find that these people, they're in a rut, you know. And mm-hmm. what is the drain but a bottomless rut? And That's they're right. just And you've got to respect the clump for the way that it hangs on to the it doesn't give to up. little drain holes. Doesn't give up. It's hard to hard to break off some of those strands. It's like Sylvester but, Stallone in uh, in uh, Cliffhanger. Yeah. Which I haven't seen. But in the poster. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um Yep. Anyway, that's the clump. That's the pimp, yeah, my clump. Um, yeah, or Queer Eye for the clump. Yeah. Yeah, which of course just makes me think of the mo- movie Nutty the Nutty Professor to the Clumps. Yeah. Um, I was listening to some poets the other day discussing one of their poems. Mm. And uh, one of them was talking about how she had the word nose in it. And another poet had advised her gotta take that word nose out because nose is too funny nose is a funny word and, the, and then the other poet was like yeah nose is funny <laughs> and i love that because it's the exact opposite of what we're trying to do when yeah. we write something <laughs> and they're like gotta get out of that it's too comical that's a really funny word so but so and and they're poets trying to i guess well their kind of job is to be serious isn't it well, on certain things, yeah. Like some yeah. of them are trying to be funny. The other guy was a former uh, U.S. poet laureate, Billy Collins, and mm. he's really funny and very dry. And so when they said, look, if you're taking the word nose out of that poem, can I have it for one of my poems? <laughs> for one, yeah. But he was the, the one like, yeah, yeah, nose is funny. Nose is funny. So what you're saying is that this poet had to cut their nose off. To, uh, That's right, and they had to go to their own their own land for their yeah. for their people. 
Yeah, and uh, n- n- the word nose is funny, and um, and taking it out makes things more serious. And the human nose is funny, and and cutting it off does probably make you look more serious. Yeah, it definitely does. It kind of makes you look like um, that Red Skull villain from mm. from uh, Captain America. Yeah, very serious guy. You started watching a bit of uh, Marvel movies, have you, Alistair? Uh, no, this was a couple of years ago when I tried, I really, really had a go. And, uh, and then I was like, oh my God, most of these are just the same thing over and over again. Yes, they so, are. Yeah. Yes, they absolutely are. And is that a problem? Yeah, no. it was a huge problem. It was, <laughs> um, but I did watch Thor Ragnarok, so I kind of skipped ahead. I tried, I watched mm. like the first two and then I skipped ahead and just watched Thor Ragnarok. And I thought that was funny because it seemed like every scene was supposed to be funny. And I liked that. And yeah. then I haven't gone back really. I think for some reason Doctor Strange appeal appeals to me. Yeah, it at least looks pretty cool. Um yeah. But it's a it's a yeah, it's it's hard knowing how like I think that the the standard for what passes for comedy in those movies is so yeah. bad mostly. Right? Well, and I, yeah, I mean, but even what passes for comedy in some comedies, I watched a Tina Fey and um, the other gals' mo- movies. Amy Poehler? sisters. Amy Poehler. And the amount of situations in which all they did, instead of having a joke or something funny, is they just said something in a kind of, like, black voice or something. Like, you know, mm. said, gangsta! Like that. And I was like, oh, is that the whole thing? That's their... Like it feels like they're supposed to be two of the, the people at the forefront right now. Yeah, well, maybe not right now. Maybe well, like they were making this. seven years ago. Yeah. Um, Thirty Rock. We've been rewatching a bit recently. Yeah. And it does it does have a lot of jokes in it. You know. Yeah, that's really funny. That's very good. It's because it's super... it is just it is just jokes and. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's not there super... to like be like. Well, there's some very important deep uh, story. Even the story is still there as well, though. But yeah, mm. and they definitely anyway. like push the boundary of what uh, is probably acceptable. Like I don't know if maybe it's aged already a lot of the stuff, but I'm like, oh, some of this feels a little bit racist or yeah, <laughs> or something. Um, anyway, but also I think America is a little bit. Um, I think there's there's a way in which they can address race a little bit more than we do here. Yeah, definitely. Because yeah. The, yeah. Just because I think everybody's a little bit more integrated um than maybe here. Anyway, that's a weird <laughs> yeah. thing to say. Um, yeah. Yeah, we haven't done great, have we? No. No. Um how many sketch ideas have we got elsewhere? Sorry to I ask. We've, on, we've only got 4. You're not going <laughs> to believe that. Sorry to sound so desperate when I ask, um, Alistair. That's that's totally fine. I can I can handle it. Um, uh, let's see. Hang on, hang on. I just got a text that yeah. is from Melbourne Pathology. Oh, Alistair. Melbourne Pathology. All right, dear Alistair. Reference three five nine two three four zero three two. Result: COVID nineteen virus. Was not detected. This is this um, is breaking news, Alistair. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, it says if in isolation, continue isolation until advised by your doctor that no further testing is required. What? If not in isolation, report any subsequent symptoms to your doctor as repeat testing may be required. Well, okay. Mm. So what I does that mean? Uh, does that mean that you can still record magma <laughs> when we go to film it on Friday? Yeah, 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 I think so. Yeah, okay, great. Great. Yeah, I'm, I'm not. I mean, it's I not know. detected, Alistair. To be honest, you're probably more he- more safer to be around than I am. You At this point, you know you don't have it. You, yeah. Uh, you're more likely now to catch it from me, who hasn't yeah. even been tested, than I mm-hmm. am from you. That's right. You're in a good position. You're 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 almost invincible. I'm trying yeah. to be. You we could we could start a new continent entirely just of people who have been tested for uh 
for coronavirus, you know. Well, and cut off their noses. <laughs> and cut off their noses, yes. Um, but no, but we, we're going to need them in, in society. They're going to be the immunes. Mm, oh, that's true. We do need that, don't we? So to get rid of all of them, then we're just kind of, we're, <laughs> we're getting but, rid of all, all the people who don't spread the disease. But then isn't there a kind of a, a, a liberal uh, and right-wing neo-libertarian uh, kind of idea where it's like, why should my immunity help other people who haven't you know, worked yeah. hard enough to develop their own immunity? I'm sick that's of right. all these freeloaders living off my antibodies. Mm-hmm. And Hallelujah. And that they haven't um, taken the time to develop themselves. They don't know what yeah. I've been through. That's right. Well, so, but, but then you have to go to this. So, so then you are this libertarian, but then you got to go to this other land where nobody benefits from your immunity. Mm. <laughs> but you have to start society from zero. Yes. <laughs> so that you're not benefiting from the the joint effort of society that you've created. So you go, well, you know, I don't obviously, uh, you know, uh, my strong beliefs, I feel like uh, that that I should nobody should rely on me, mm. but also I guess equally I I shouldn't be relying on others. So and yeah. then they go to this desert and he has to just start from zero. Yeah, but I suppose also then you would have to have your memory erased, right? And like even forget how to walk. And become basically a vegetable mm-hmm. because you know you think about your parents have done gone have done all that work to teach you those things you've benefited probably from you know elements of free education that sort of yeah. thing whatever's available in your state that sort of thing so there it, should be an yeah. island where we can dump the vegetative bodies of true yeah. libertarians and they can yeah. truly think, become self-made enough, men enough electricity you know pass through the head would would do a good job like that i think it'd be a great start yes and then and just and then i'll tell you what we'll give the them desert. that electricity for free you know that is you see, that's not, that that's is your unbe- last that's, it's an act of generosity yeah from society <laughs> and we won't even count that that electricity that you got for nothing which we had to generate mm. you know but here you go off you go to your island no so. clothes obviously <laughs> No body um, fat. We suctioned that all out because we knew you wouldn't want to live off, you know, the that ill-gotten body fat. So it's just um, a bunch of people just going, like, <laughs> what am I doing here? Or I guess they don't speak English anymore either. No, no, no. They can't speak English. They're not allowed. So they'd be sort so, of groaning. I know this is a bad word, but do you think it's like a like it's like the new savages? I don't know what that is. Well, savages is a word that uh, that I was considering, you know, considering kind oh, of. Oh, right. Yes. Sorry. <clears throat> yeah, right. I thought you were referring to like a TV show, sort of like Survivor or something called Savages. No, no, no. But, no, but, no, but what we're, it's like, where it's like we're creating the new savages. Mm. They're libertarians mm. who truly want to depend upon themselves and not, and not have anybody rely on them. And then you, you make them not have any more knowledge or language. Yes. And then you put them on an island so that everybody's a bit like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. And I think that it would be a mistake for us not to film this with secret cameras and well, turn right. it into a survivor type show. A survivor, yeah. yeah and I guess we could, do you think we could give them a book on libertarianism so they get to return to being back a little? If they can figure out the code of language, mm, yeah. they get to go back to being libertarians. Or do you yeah. think that's too much? <laughs> well, no, I, I, I like I like I like that the book's there uh, in the middle of the island. Um, yeah, obviously laminated or something. Um, and but I think they would be if they managed to survive. Mm-hmm. They would be self-made men. I mean, it'd be interesting to see whether or not they develop a society, wouldn't it? That's right. It would be great. Because yeah. you can't you can't do these experiments with children. That's unethical. But well, that's it's not, not yeah. unethical to do it on libertarians. <laughs> <And> uh, <laughs> they're basically asking for it. Um, and it's it'll be called Liberty Island. And oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. No, I Libertari- think that's, what about Libertarian Island? 
Great, even better. Yes. Um, probably already is an, an island called Liberty Island. It's probably where the Statue of Liberty is. Yeah, I know. I know. It's almost like I knew. Well, um, what uh, about this? They go into the Statue of Liberty and they, they put some grease in it or whatever, some, some <laughs> foam, and they bring it to life and they are allowed to walk it through <laughs> New York City. I like it, Alistair. Yeah. Combining several elements that have already come up on this episode. Uh, grease. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, bringing sort of evil spirits to life, uh, and bring Liberty an evil Island. To life? What was well, the evil spirit? We... <clears throat> the, I talked about the clump uh, in the in the, in the oh, bar yeah. plug hole potentially. Um, that yeah. happening, um, Alistair. And, I think, and I gotta I gotta admit though, this this clump thing as well. That is the greatest and the highest level of self love as well, because that's not only a part of your body that you have discarded but also one that you now vomit at the sight of you know you kind of are Mm. absolutely disgusted at and so to take care of it that is to take care of yourself yes that's really true yeah you You gotta love your clump before you You can love another yeah okay pardon me i'm just gonna go find three words from a listener oh no alistair you're pardoned you have my full pardon. I can't believe this. Um, you have right. begged it of me, and You've so it shall be had. Um, um, all right, we've got we've got one from Amory Emerson. Amory, Amory. thank you, Amory. Are you a new Amory. supporter of the podcast? I believe Amory is a new supporter. Amory, thank you. God bless you, <laughs> and uh, Clump bless you. Uh, thank you for your your support. And uh, Amory's three words are mm. inventions. Bye. Yes. And do you want to guess the last word? Inventions. Bye. Uh, legs. No, Andy, but surprisingly close. It's the same amount of letters, and the last two letters are right. Dogs? It is dogs. Really? Yeah. Inventions by dogs. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah, it, it, the, the, way, <laughs> the way it's phrased, it makes me think of a perfume, you know? <laughs> sort of like Desire by, by dogs. Chanel yeah. or something. Inventions by dogs. <laughs> Well, I mean, in a way, if it was a per- if it, if it was a perfume, because mm. dogs often do communicate through scent. Yeah. Right, but most perfumes are there. They're they're advertised that the this perfume will make you attractive to the other sex, mm. right? And that and so they're named accordingly. Desire, CK one, <laughs> right? Mm. Um, and but this one, they're saying a CK dog one. has made this. <laughs> I laughed at this by myself <laughs> minutes ago. Uh, great. Um, and this one is designed by dogs, but it isn't to make you attractive to the uh, to the uh, to the other sex. It's mm. to give you new ideas for for things you could make in your garage. <laughs> you know what I like about this, Alistair? For too long, we have tested uh, cosmetics on animals. Yeah. But they have not been designed by animals or tested no. by animals. And this That's is right. really, it's about time we redress the balance. We've had God knows how many years, maybe 100 years of testing cosmetics on animals. I say they deserve 100 years of testing them on us. And, oh. and That's right. Well, And also, especially if, I mean, there's a chance that a dog sniff this. This could be why they're always sniffing things. And they had an idea for their first invention from sniffing this. It was this perfume. It was bottling up this smell and letting them uh, see. It. And then mm. this is the story. It says on the back of the box, mm. right? And and it's a dog, and he's you know he's wearing a a beret, and he's got a pipe coming mm. out of his mouth, and he's um, and he's he's being fed grapes, and he's laying down. Um, yeah, I but, think there's a. Sorry, do you do you want to finish your thought? 
No, Indy. It was actually it was a, it had run out of steam. Well, I think though, but, but but I am interested in the idea of perfumes for non-partner attracting purposes, right? Yeah. Because nobody has explicitly marketed a business perfume, right? One that a man can apply to um, to get the atten- to attract the attention of a wealthy investor, or even of just someone else who works in his office on uh, something that might make a good synergy with his mm-hmm. um, division of the company. You know, I, and I think the ads would play out, um, you know, uh, quite beautifully of just like one businessman about to go into a meeting, nervously applying uh, some perfume, going in, and we see the reactions of the other uh, partners at the at the law firm um, mm-hmm. as they react to this this odor, and the odor is you know it's and it's called synergy, or it's well, called you know what I think it's integration that makes you smell like a sucker. Okay. Right? And, it, and it attracts and it attracts big you know, big businesses who are like, Oh, we're gonna be able to take advantage of this guy. Yeah. It but, just they get the red mist comes down, they're like, Oh, I can't wait to sink my teeth into this sucker. Mm. Like that. And then prey and and uh predators, you know, they come together and then wah, then you got them where you want want them because they're they're watching your presentation in anticip in, t- in anticipation of thinking that they're going to make a ton of money out of you. Mm-hmm. It's called Weakness by Calvin <laughs> Klein. <laughs> by dog. <laughs> by dog. <laughs> it's D-O-G. It's not dog. It's D-O-G. D-O-G absolutely seems like it could be a, a perfume company. Dolce yeah. O Gabbana. Who wouldn't yeah. want to buy one of their smells? <laughs> um, you know, Dog the Bounty Hunter. Uh, yeah, yeah, I know him. Do you? Yeah, we're do you good think, friends. Is that, is, that the, is that the only dog you know of? Like, <laughs> it's the only person who's officially known as Dog. Like, you know, this, you're my dog, obviously, Alistair. This is the problem. Is that like, if I wanted to call my son, my new son, who's gone on its way, um, Dog. Mm. You know, like like with Otis, every, everybody asks, is it named? Is he named after Otis Redding? I go, we were aware of Otis Redding, right? That you know, mm-hmm. um, if I call my son Dog, everyone's gonna be like, did you name him after Dog the Bounty Hunter? Yeah, <laughs> I know. So really, like, if you want to call you, be able to call your son Dog, you've really got to call someone else Dog first, so that you can That's say true. that he's named after that dog. I could adopt a kid. Yes, then call, call it him dog. dog. <laughs> Just so you could call your other son dog. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in a way, you've made a rod for your own back. You've got perhaps more problems than you had to begin with. Now you have two dogs. You're a two-dog household. Yeah. But... <laughs> <laughs> But it's a small price to pay for the joy of being able to call your son dog, having to call a different son dog. <laughs> um, Alistair, do you want to take us through the sketches, if we can call them that, um, it's a that weird we've one. come up with I think, today? I think you can tell when I've had my finger in all every single one of the sketches. And I've left a mark on each one of them. And I and love it. A greasy because I didn't Because I didn't, I didn't scrape mark. my finger. Yeah. All right. So we've got the AI computer that gives, that gives the world... Um, that sort of watches the world, and and just outputs a uh, mm. an emoji when it thinks that we need it, just random. We could connect this directly to the um to the doomsday clock. At the moment, Absolutely. the doomsday clock doesn't have any outputs. You know, ha- doesn't have any sort of functional um, no, armatures or actuators of any kind. It's just to be a honest, clock. it just makes us feel bad. Yeah. Um. Then we got. Do you think, you know, like the doomsday clock feels like it should have moved pretty recently, but I feel like they're like, ah, uh, they don't need that right now. <laughs> I think at this point, changing the doomsday clock would actually might bring us We'd have to move it twice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, we got the uh, chip oil recovery guy mm. who who's just like, look, I'm sick of filling up this oil in this vet. 
Mm. And so he's sent out some little cups. That's recycling. So That's the purest of all possible recycling. Absolutely. And then he could actually, he could probably, I mean, oil and plastic are probably not that dissimilar from each other when you melt them down. <laughs> anyway. Um, you know what? I think it'd be good to invent a chip <clears throat> packet that is shaped like a cone, right? It's just a cone all the way down. Yeah. So that like halfway, you know how how hard it is to get the little crumbs out of the corners of the of a chip packet. Well, what if it was all that corner, you know? And you get you get about <laughs> so it's a one. It's like a one sided a one sided cone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't even like reach like in as there. in so like instead of like kind of being flat at the top like a cornetto, it's actually it's just kind of like a bulbous sphere mm. that then comes to a triangular point or yeah, like a rounded yeah, off point. Yeah, sounds good to me. Yeah, yep. I kind of like that actually. Because then, then it only has one corner. Mm. You know, like there's, there's, I guess there's square pyramids and there's triangular pyramids. Mm. Could you have a spherical pyramid? Um, how would that, how a, would that not just be a cone? Well, because a cone has a flat bottom. Right, right. So what is this? This has a sphere on the bottom, so it's balancing, sort of like a. Well, no, it can't balance. It'll just fall on its side. <laughs> it kind of, it kind of looks like a like an ice cream cone, with the with with the ice cream in it. Mm. There are no unstable buildings, you know, or no. There are only unstable people. There are no. There are deliberately unstable buildings built, so that they. Um, are on, constantly on the verge of tipping, and I think that could be something. Anyway, great. Moving on. No, I hear you. I guess one of those clowns, one of those clowns that you punch and then it bounces back up. Yeah, we we've got one of those. A, Do you? A, a I love one. those. We got those a little one. one of the, the, those are the one boys of the best it. things. Yeah, it's, of course. It's, it's a, but it's a pocket-sized one. <laughs> oh, it's not <laughs> big the, enough. The box when it arrived. <laughs> Said uh, it, it, on the box, it says "perfect for all occasions." Pocket-sized bozo, the clown, perfect for all occasions. And I don't know. I, f- I feel they've slightly overegged it. I, I mean, it's is good it, is and it it's really handy. Small? But how how small is it? How high does it come up? It's about six inches. That's way too small. Yeah, yeah. They underegged it. Okay. You don't think it's perfect for all occasions? Clearly. Yeah. <laughs> bloody I've wrecked it. Um boom doom doom da doom doom. Have you read us all you haven't read us all the sketch ideas, Alistair? We've got new continent. Um no nose white supremacist land. Andy's white supremacist land. Um we've got pimp my clump or queer eye for the clump where it's just you go and get your clump and you show self love to it so that and people take nice photos. With their clump, mm. and it's just a great thing. Another thing to bring us all together during these I tough times. I love that reveal at the end; would be so good. <laughs> like at the end of, um, at the end of what's that? What was that one where people the got extre- extreme makeover? Yeah, yeah, that was great. They walk out, <laughs> they throw the <laughs> clump out onto the floor, <laughs> um, or they could get a, a waiter with one of those topped dishes. Mm. Everybody's sitting around dinner table, <laughs> and they reveal the club. <laughs> um, they got Libertarian Island, which is people who, I guess it's you know it doesn't really have to do it to do with them having immunity. They could just no, could just zap libertarians. Yeah, they could be fully self sufficient. And we got weakness by Dog by it's a business mm. perfume that. Yes, makes you that makes you smell like a sucker, and so and it attracts investors, sharks, um, mm, real sharks. And then we've got adapt a kid called dog. Uh, no, adopt a kid called dog, so that you can call your oh. new baby dog. Love it, love it <coughs> that that made the pad. All right, Alistair, I think it's time for. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to uh, Two in the Think Tank. We really do appreciate it. Um, and thanks I for sticking really with us through this difficult time of remote recording. Um, we appreciate I hope, that. I hope it's been um, s- still a valid experience for you 
the listener. And I was glad that you guys could all be there for me finding out that I don't have COVID-19. Yeah. Yeah, that was real special. They got to be a part of that. Alistair, you have a new podcast. Is that right? Well, it's not a real podcast. It's like, I think it is. I think it's the realist. Um, um, what's it called? I just it's made called, a dumb little thing. You'd have it's to called find a group of white guys is called a podcast podcast. Yeah, that's right. And I did one episode. It goes for about seven minutes, and it's on Podbean. But I think if, if I want people to listen to it, I would actually have to put it on a proper thing. Um, um, fantastic. Yeah, and uh, you know, there's also Shusher. There's a new Shusher up. I'm trying to be more regular again with Shusher, and you can also, uh, you know, just follow Andy on things. He's at stupid old Andy on Twitter, and I'm yeah. at Alistair TB, and we're at Two and Tank. We're at Two and Tank on Instagram. Uh, and uh, also you can support us on Patreon. It's been helping immensely. People have supported us so much that it has been uh, taking my breath away, Yes, <laughs> which is why I got tested for COVID-19. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to start tightness. doing some recorded sketches. Yeah, we've, uh, we've, we're going to try and do a little thing. We're not sure w- which way we're going to record it yet, uh, like if it's going to be for... It shouldn't just be for Patreon. I think. I think it should just be should go in the I regular think it's for feed. Everybody, yeah, 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 yeah. Because I think that's the people on the Patreon are helping out everybody, and it's the it's people. the one socialist thing. They're good people. They're unbelievable good people. Um. So I guess we got to go. Andy's and we just going to run out of batteries. Love. And we love you. you. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean. If you want, it's up to you. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.